everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk, the bi-weekly trophy hunting podcast here on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and iTunes. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Colin Colhoven, joined by Eli Downing and Daryl Fumimano. But we also have a special guest today, as uh, we've recently launched our Patreon page about a month ago. And uh, we you know, have a perk on there that our Platinum supporters get to appear on the show. So we are welcoming the illustrious community member, Pat the Trophy Hunter. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, how's it going this morning, everybody? I'm doing fine. Snow day in Montreal, but everything's good. That sounds beautiful, actually. So, you know, pretty hyped yeah, on just that. A chilly, wet morning here in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be like 70 degrees today, actually. I'm supposed to go on a hike a little later today. And uh, yeah, I'm like, wow, I don't even need to do a jacket or anything. You wouldn't know that it is mid January. Yeah. Quite strange. Beautiful weather. Yeah. Yeah, in some sense. I'm just like, you know, the the less rain and wintry weather we get, the more fire season this year is going to suck. So I'm kind of of mixed opinions about it, you know? Mm. Yeah. I'm assuming, Pat, you guys don't have a, a fire season up where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> not re- not really. It's minus 10 with uh, three feet of snow right now. Yeah, that's, that's blizzard season. Yeah, it's not very conducive to flame, I would assume. <laughs> Thank you all for joining me today. It's wonderful to have uh, to have everyone here in the discussion. And uh, Daryl, you know, congratulations on your internet being hooked up finally. <laughs> Something we got to call out. I know. I'm so excited to have internet again. It's been a struggle. Um, I don't. I'm not sure. Have you guys ever gone without internet for a while? I mean, I've. Probably had it without uh, like a month, I think. But yeah, that's uh, a long time. Yeah, no, a couple of days in the fires. That's oh as yeah, much as I had to do. Yeah, yeah. It's funny too because my wife was in the garage and she was like moving stuff around, and she heard the next door neighbor talking with the Comcast technician out there, and he told the neighbor the same exact thing that the AT and T guy told us, and. Crazy enough, we were actually considering like going with Comcast because we're getting like pissed off with AT&T not helping us out. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I think we should stay with AT&T because what if Comcast gives us the same issue? And sure enough, Comcast came across the same issue. Damn, that's crazy. And we could have been waiting even longer had we went with Comcast. Oh, yeah, because you switch all that pre-work you've done with AT&T up to that point to get it all set up it's just out the window. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think AT&T does like fiber speed internet, right? Don't they have really fast internet speeds or am I tripping? I believe so. Yeah. Verizon does. Verizon Fios. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like when I was living with my folks before uh, moving out, uh, duh. Uh, but, but like they had AT&T and it was really bad. So I just kind of had a, a sore taste in my mouth or a bad taste in my mouth from them that just never kind of trusted them so i switched to comcast and the thing about that is they've been sneaky and raised my bill like three times and i end mm-hmm. up having to call and be like so my bill's like 30 dollars more this month for no reason uh like what's going on and then they end up having to like credit it and it's just like i mean their their customer service is good and they always resolve it but it's just annoying no one wants to have to call a customer service center nowadays because yeah. how many times do you have to go speak with an agent speak with an agent and then there's automated system is like did you know you can go online and blah it's like i don't want to go online i want to talk to somebody <laughs> i think i don't know the internet exists it's 2021 yeah Give me a break. maybe i I'm chose the phone 
Yeah, exactly. Well, good. Congratulations, sir. Congratulations. Yeah, you need some like internet jail tasks or something to rep your street cred and not have an internet for a month. A couple mm-hmm. tick marks or something. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I mean, I think the closest I've come would be when I went backpacking in Europe after college. It was like I spent six weeks backpacking around and I would have internet at the hostels. But like most of the day, like my phone didn't work at all, obviously. And like in, traveling in between the cities and stuff, it was like I had to look up everything ahead of time and then just trust the route and like trust things to work out for like the day day and a half until i ended up at the next place that not- feels like an appropriate time to not have it though exactly and it's that's what i mean it's not quite the same but it is weird to not be able to like in you know this was like 2016 2017 like not be able to just look up the directions to somewhere like on your phone like not having gps you know you're like we were walking around the city and i was legit using like maps you know like physical mm-hmm. maps <laughs> yeah felt like nathan drake you know it's over here. <laughs> that's funny how that's like an experience now and that just used to be life. Yeah. Did your parents ever have those like big old almanac things in the back of their car that was like printouts of all the highways and stuff for like the state? We just had maps. So yeah, basically the same I don't thing. Know. Yeah. Big old almanacs. Well it was like no. a it was like the the road <laughs> almanac, I think is what it was called. At least like when, a survival guide or something. Yeah, here's Flint and here's a map, you know. <laughs> maybe not May- okay it must have just been me fine that's fine yeah it was just you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pat have you ever gone without internet for a, a length of time uh well maybe a week or so usually when i when i go on vacation either like in down oh, south yeah. or something I, I'll, I'll just leave my phone at the hotel and like, like in cuba like we're allowed to go to cuba because canadians and yeah, it's fine for us, <laughs> uh, but they have crappy internet, so I just usually leave my phone in the the lock for say for a week or so. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, you and can just soak it in. Yep, but I'm always those. drunk when I'm down there, so I don't. I probably lose my phone anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's more of a safeguard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Very good. So this is episode 24 of the show, which is pretty crazy can't believe we're you know we're chugging along quite nicely here i guess is what i mean by that and uh very happy with how things are going you know 23 i thought was a great episode bringing in the new year our 2.0 update but i understand we have some corrections or some uh, amendments that we'd like to make to some of the the content there is that correct eli yeah yeah so i had uh i realized it after the show that the cannoli conundrum oh yeah with the pasta cannoli uh pat actually gave me the uh the backup on that one that it's a cannellini. Is that correct, Pat? You're the you're the resident indeed, indeed. Food expert. Yep, that's it. So it's a circular cylindrical pasta stuffed with uh, either cheese or meat, or it's excellent. Actually. That sounds so good. What the hell? <laughs> it's kind of like lasagna, right? Rolled up. Was I correct in that analogy? Yeah, kind, of. kind of. Hmm. Okay. Well, now I want Italian food. You successfully made me hungry for dinner at 10 a.m. Again, it's great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> but good. I'm glad we got that clarified. Um, yeah, I had, to clear, I had to clear that up. Yeah, because, you know, we got a lot of food critics that listen to the show. So we might mm-hmm. have some some angry messages coming our way. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay might come around and play the SmackDown one of these days. you exactly. got to be careful. These scallops are fucking raw. <laughs> <laughs> Always, always. No one can cook scallops on that show. That's what I've realized. I don't know why I've seen a bunch of like videos of him 
watching people cook like maybe he does tutorials and then he watches people completing those tutorials Mm -hmm. i don't know why it keeps coming up on all my feeds but (laughs) yeah i mean that guy's a a hoot (laughs) yeah when you're on your lunch break i actually go in and onto your laptop at work and i just type in food videos gordon ramsay a hundred times to mess with it (laughs) it's funny now though because stephanie uses my like youtube account or whatever when she's looking at stuff and she's been doing this like stay at home uh like yoga series like a 30-day yoga series so all the time now i just get different like yoga videos that pop up on my recommended so it's like a mix of like here's like esports stuff here's like skateboarding stuff and then here's like yoga (laughs) on my homepage. so it's pretty interesting oh that's wild my wife's sisters they constantly have arguments about that like her sister um she lives in another city but she allows her sisters back home to use her like a Disney account or Netflix. Mm-hmm. And she's always calling homes like, you guys need to fucking make your own account. You're messing up my algorithms. Like, <laughs> dude, they're legit having arguments over something so, you know, small as that. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me that much. It's just like, uh, I mean, it's super easy to just not click on the video. So, <laughs> you know, it- not a huge deal. And when I go to my subscriptions, obviously that feed is still tailored to everything that I want it to be. So no big deal, right? Okay. No biggie. No biggie. <laughs> no biggie. <laughs> um, so as we said at the start of the show, we do have a, a special guest with Pat being on the show, Pat the Trophy Hunter. And Pat, you kind of have a, a pretty cool specialty in terms of like the content that you do and uh, sort of your special like take on gaming and trophy hunting. So I'm glad that you're here, and I was hoping we can kind of pick your brain a bit just about, you know, how you got into trophy hunting in the first place, and uh, then after that, we can sort of get a little bit more into streaming, which I know is your focus um, at this time. But yeah, I mean, if you don't mind just kind of sharing with everybody, what did get you into trophy hunting? Is it a newer hobby? How long you been doing it? That kind of stuff. Yeah, so um, the the actual trophy hunting started in 2015. So that's when that's when I actually kind of started like paying attention to trophies and everything when I got my PS4. But before that, I have, so I've been gaming since I was six, like, like in the mid eighties, cause I'm 41 years old. I'm an old, uh, <laughs> an old, an old gamer. So yeah. So I've always been like the guy that, that tries to get like everything unlocked, like in super Mario world where you had like the, all those little stars that you could go in the skies with and everything. And, you know, mm-hmm. back then the Nintendo power had the, guides in their uh, monthly magazines and I would go and do all the levels and and get everything I could out of every game. So I've always been like a kind of a completionist if you want or just OCD about finishing all my games to 100%. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh, there wasn't really an objective. There wasn't any uh, anything like pushing me to complete those games until the trophies came out on on PS3 and that 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 was later, like, like when PS3 came out, there wasn't any trophies on the games, right? Yeah, not uh, initially. They added them a couple years in. I, I can't remember what the first game was, but it was it was later added. Exactly. Uh, so I didn't pay much atten- attention to that. But when I got my PS4, uh, I told I told myself that you know all my PS4 games I'd, I'd complete a hundred percent, even the DLCs and everything, not just the plat. And after a few years, I was like, you know what? Those uncompleted games, PS3 games on my profile, they're getting on my nerves. <laughs> so I, I got, I repurchased all the games because I, I usually trade them in when I'm done mm-hmm. uh, playing the games. Uh, so I, I went back and bought like 25 or 26 games that I had 
uh, traded in, and now I and, and tried to go back and get everything that was online done first. So I got like the uh, all the Assassin's Creed uh, online stuff done, the Batman Arkham uh, Arkham Origins, uh, the GTA Four, you know, all the the online stuff. Uh, just because I was afraid that the servers would close down and I'd get stuck with uh, unobtainable mm-hmm. trophies on my on profile. It's a legit concern. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Trophy Indeed. hunter's worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's how that's how it started. Uh, so 2015, my my first uh, plat, The Walking Dead, uh, the Telltale game on oh, PS4. Amazing. That was an easy one, and then I I got a few other Telltale games, and then uh, went on to uh, more compli- complicated games uh, like uh, Far Cry 4 and uh, and uh, the Assassin's Creed games, a little bit Planet, and and so on. So I alternated between the PS3 and PS4 games, uh, and yeah, that's that, that's that's it. That's the story behind the the trophy hunting. <laughs> Very nice. What's interesting mm-hmm. to me is that for a lot of us, um, you know, the thing that kind of got us into trophy hunting was the Xbox achievement system, because I knew most people back in the day that were you know gaming around that time had the 360, at least in my circle of friends. So I wasn't really exposed to the PlayStation 3 at all. I knew one, maybe two people that had it, but I didn't really play it at all. Every time I went to this person's house who owned it, they were playing some like baseball game, and I was like, I'm, I don't care. So I, I would go play like Gears of War or like Halo and stuff at other friends' houses. And eventually when I got you know, my online uh, for the 360 and started cracking away at some of those Halo titles, that's like what really got me into the idea of it. And then pushing, obviously, into PS4 for the next generation. But it's cool for you because you started, like, with the OG trophies on PS3, you know? Yeah, actually, the games that I had completed before, uh, I had to go back to because there weren't any trophies on those games when I initially played them. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they did appear on my PSN profile, like uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed. That one didn't initially have trophies at launch. And it popped up on there and so i was like oh okay well i'll play it again and plat it that's very interesting i didn't know that that's how that ended up working yeah me neither the games pre trophies here they but are i don't know i don't know if it's it's um because not all games got patched with trophies i i know that for a fact but mm. most of them got patched afterwards hmm. Hmm. that is interesting yeah and I can relate to some extent, too, because you're talking about your first Platinum being a, a Telltale game. My first Platinum was also a Telltale game, the Batman Season 1. <laughs> so, yeah, which I was a little bit surprised about. We had done a couple episodes ago, maybe it was even longer at this point, we did talk about like what our first Platinums were on the console. And looking back, I was like, really? It was a, a Telltale game? But it's funny how that kind of opens the door for like, you know, the thinking on it to change, where I was like, okay, I can... It is obtainable, you know, like obviously you don't have to do a whole lot in the Telltale games to really secure that platinum trophy, but it just helps change your mindset from, oh, I don't care about this because I'm not going to go out of my way to do it to like, oh, there are some games that just through my natural course of play, I will end up either obtaining it or getting pretty close. And then it's kind of off to the races from there. You start to challenge yourself a little bit more and a little bit more. So when I look up on Google for the first trophy game, what comes up is Pixel Junk Eden. I've never heard of that game. I have not either. What the hell? But what's very interesting is the first game to actually feature a Platinum. Uh, you guys want to take a guess at what you think it is? Oh, man. Is it that, is it that uh, 
uh, that like 50 cent game or some shit? Nope. Oh my god. Okay, I thought I had heard that on Sacred Symbols and heard them talking about that before. So, never mind. Eli Platt, you guys got a guess? I read about it this week, but I, I don't remember. Oh. Mm. Doing a little research. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not I don't. I got nothing. Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Oh, what? a Dang. game most of us have played. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most of us have and played and platted as well. Yeah, I, got, I think, I think so Pat got cool. that recently too. Yeah, but I got the remastered one. The, the was that the PS3 one that got the trophy? Yeah, obviously it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that one has a lot of online, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I knew the, the second game had like a pretty strong multiplayer server. I mean, I think people really liked the multiplayer for those games, but it just never really took off in the same way that other online shooters did. But I didn't know the first one had multiplayer. That's cool. No, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. The, it, the first one doesn't have any multiplayer. It's the second one. Okay, got it. That is, yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean, it makes sense in a lot of ways that that would be the first Platinum. It's so like emblematic of the PlayStation ecosystem, right? Uncharted, but... um. I would assumed it would have been something a little more random than that, that they were just like, all right, this arbitrary date, Platinums are going into effect. <laughs> and it's going to yeah. be like this game, you know? Mm -hmm. Like Sonic Mania 2 or something. I don't know. That's a bad example. But you get what, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Pixel Junk <Pixel laughs> 3D Volume 2. <laughs> exactly. But exactly. Not, not, all games, not all games had a trophy. Even the new releases, they, they weren't uh, mandatory mm. for new releases. Like they had some, uh, they called them minis, I think, back then. Or small games that didn't have, uh, didn't require to, they weren't required to have a trophy list on them. Oh, that's mm. interesting. Oh yeah, that's like a dev thing, right? Because they have to, yeah. they have to make those. So if they didn't want to make those, or the game was already in gold coming out, or whatever, yeah, it was already certified yeah. without them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I, I don't know. There's still like that kind of wishy-washy attitude. It feels like it's Sony to some extent, where it's like, is this game gonna have a platinum? Is this one not? You know, it's. It's strange that they haven't taken a little bit more of a stance. It sounds like it stems all the way back to just whether or not the games could even have trophies or not. Like, I, I could be wrong, and maybe, you know, someone fact-check me if you want, but I feel like the 360, all the games had achievements from the jump. Maybe that's incorrect. I don't know if I can correct you if you're wrong, because I don't know. We're going to take it as truth. <laughs> <laughs> At least as, as much as I can remember, you know, those games always had achievements. Um, but me, but I mean, part of it was I didn't have Xbox Live for the first like two years. I had my 360, so maybe I just wasn't. I don't know. I'd have to look at it a little more closely. But my intuition is telling me that uh, Xbox won that one. Yeah, uh, thank you for sharing the uh, history of how you got into trophies and stuff. It's always interesting to hear how people got into the uh, the art of trophy hunting and everything. And uh, yeah, I was certainly not that way in older generations of consoles where I was like trying to hundred percent everything or make sure I got the most bang for my buck out of every level or whatever in a game. But for whatever reason, the Sony ecosystem, it got me dude. achievement mm -hmm. ecosystem. Sony ecosystem got me. So go ahead. I used to be like, I used to be like that, but I, I didn't, I used to lose interest. Like uh, the first Assassin's Creed, mm -hmm. like there's how many hundreds of, uh, uh, Templar flags, I think you have to find. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't remember the there, number either, but it's huge. And you, but there's no like there's no motivation to get them. You just, you just find them and you have a hundred percent or whatever. But after that, when uh, you have to find those hundred feathers in um, in Assassin's Creed Two or 
Yep. I think it's uh there's a trophy related to that. So there's something like that's that's what drives me to complete those games at a hundred percent. It's that that trophy that I have on my profile that I can go and see. Uh, look, I got it. I got the plaque. If there's not that, I'm I'm not I'm not even sure I would be like trophy or putting as much time in games as I'm doing right now. Yeah. Which is not that much, but <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> I wish they still gave like a a different uh reward for doing trophies but mostly like the in-game stuff that's just tied to trophies because that's how they go but like i remember back in the uh i played a lot of super mario bros Mm -hmm. and like there's a lot of those in-game uh things to do and you gained something from it and same with you calling with like castlevania right like there's two different paths you get a different character uh you know in mario you get like the warp whistles if you found the secret and then you can teleport to a different world i think that would be i think that's what they need more for uh incentive to to uh do these things because that was my original incentive in like 100 percent in games because you got stuff yeah like in game that made your experience more fun i definitely agree yeah i mean if you look even at the we're gonna talk about resident evil again you look at the old school resident evil games you know beating them on a certain time or without dying or certain amount of saves you would get those weapons that even that are in the remakes now like the infinite rocket launcher and infinite handgun like that kind of stuff was in the older games as well so that was sort of your incentive was like cool i i've mastered this thing now i can go through it and play it in more of like an arcade style experience um Mm -hmm. and i even think something as simple as like having the percentage next to your save file of how complete that file is it's huge and I, i know most games do that now but some still don't do that and that really bothers me because I'm like, I love seeing that percentage tick up slowly over time when I'm like going in and playing something like, oh, I'm at 43% complete on this game now, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, that was always a motivator for me to just seeing that number go up. Yeah, I think Sony could also, and I think you guys have spoken about about it in the previous uh, episode, but they could bonify the trophy um, experience by having rewards related to getting plats. But mm-hmm. you know, like, new i know backgrounds for your console or or avatars that you could put on your profile that that you get from unlocking a certain or reaching a certain level now they have those badges now that they've implemented in the latest uh overhaul of the trophy system yeah but they think they could go further like to promote uh the the, the whole trophy experience mm-hmm. yeah i would agree i think so far it, it seems that a very select few games have offered you know, an exclusive theme or exclusive avatar for when you do get the platinum. Like, it's really few and far between as far as which games do that. So I hope that moving into the PS5, they at least standardize it and say, hey, if it's a first-party game or a second-party game, there's going to be a reward for the platinum, whether that's, a you know, an avatar, in-game badge, whatever it is. Like, there just needs to be something. I understand the difficulty in allowing there to be a monetary reward or you know, points for the PSN store, because then you do have these games like the Rattalaika games and My Name is Mayo and these like, you know, five, 10 minute Platinums where it's like someone can just kind of game the system in a way. But part of me is also like, if people want to pay for those games to then turn around and then just get in in store credit from the Platinums, then like, what's the harm to some extent? So I don't know. I'm kind of of mixed opinions about the, the monetary side of the rewards. Yeah, I think they took it too far with that. Yeah. <laughs> like paying people to get platinums. I, I've been really cool to be involved in it then. 
Uh, I, I know. <laughs> I don't know. Pat, were you involved? You were, you were trophy hunting for since 2015. So, did you have any experience with that with the PlayStation rewards? It wasn't available in Canada. Oh my, oh my goodness! Gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we we weren't allowed to benefit from that. So that's insane. Nope. It's kind of strange too. Like, why would they make that distinction between regions like that? I don't know. Yeah, this is not all that like NA to them. Aren't we in like big groups? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we. Yeah, I guess there's probably different different uh, laws and legislations that that mm. make it complicated for them to 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 make this kind of system work outside right. of the U.S. I guess. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Yeah. It just seems like an oversight on their part, but I get what you're saying, definitely. But I don't even think it was available in, in Europe. Uh, I think it was limited to the United States. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure about that one, but oh, dang, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not here nor there anymore now, is it? So. Yeah. yeah, we can't we can't benefit <laughs> no. regardless, so it doesn't really matter. But it was an interesting idea, and I, I don't know, as far as the Xbox side, Eli, you're a little more involved in that these days. Is there a program over there for something like that, or did they get rid of it as well? Did like uh, you for gamer score? Not that I know of. Okay. I'm not that in-depth yet, but I did notice that their achievements are eerily similar to trophies these days. In what sense? Like that when they pop and that like thing comes up in the bottom, their their little round box. Oh yeah, their oval. Mm-hmm. It's like a it, a trophy pops up in the bottom. Oh yeah, it like it pops up as a circle and then it expands to an oval and then like and goes back together and goes away, right? Yeah, and there's a trophy on the like the left side. Yeah, the one and like I the, the rare ones have like a big diamond in them. Yep, my son gets really excited. He got a couple in Rocket League, so yeah, but uh, yeah, they're. They're not just like the same, like ping. You got a, you did this thing, and it just got a little description. It's like got a little trophy picture or a diamond, just eerily reminiscent of a platinum. But <clears throat> yeah, no, that's true. I do like the diamond though. I like how there's like a visual indicator in terms of rarity for the trophy, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's tied to the gamer score for the trophy. And like, so in, in some ways, like you think about gold and silver trophies, it's like based on the point based system. And so you do get a different little icon when it pops up, but it's not saying that like, oh, you got a bronze trophy that's like only 1% of people have. I think if you get that on Xbox, for example, you will get like that diamond still, even though it's like a, a five gamer score trophy, if that makes sense. Oh, I thought it was tied to the to the like the hundreds. Oh, OK. I thought it was tied to the uh, the rarity. I can try to. Some, so yeah, we'll have Try to do some to research there. <laughs> Correction for next episode. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't be upset, listeners. Here, we apologize. <laughs> oh no, wait. This one that yeah, maybe you're right because the Buck Buckminster Ten, which is the drop shot, uh, 320 panels destroyed, mm-hmm. uh, is 75 gamer score, and it's got a diamond. Okay. Oh, and demolished three opposing bots in Wasteland, uh, which is only 15 gamer score, has a diamond next to it as well. So I think you're right. It is on rarity. Nice. Not, which is actually kind of kind of cool because you get one of those stupid multiplayer trophies mm-hmm. that nobody likes, and it's like super low percent. You know, you're getting more for that than like a bunch of diamonds in a game, like a Rattalaki game where they're all golds. Right. Like you would just be popping diamonds all over the place. Exactly, and I think it cycles through too. So it like pops up with the achievement name, description, gamer score, and then like also says the percentage right after it when you pop it. So it's 
it's pretty cool. I mean, obviously, you have that information on the PlayStation ecosystem if you go and look at the trophy, but mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, cycle that when you pop it. It doesn't say, like, here's the trophy you just got, and then another little slide would come up and say, like, this is the percentage, which might be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, though, they've already done their overhaul for the, for the next, like, four years. I don't think they're going to touch trophies again for a while. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, quick while we're on the topic of uh, Xbox and their overhauls, when Xbox did their overhaul, you cannot look at your achievements anymore on their app. Oh, weird. You act. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, what that was about, but both of the both of the companies seem to have moved to this, you know, like selling focus on their apps where like you just go to the search bar on the PlayStation app and it shows games and add-ons and people all in one like search bar which i don't not a huge fan of but you know the xbox you can't look at your achievements you can pretty much they just made their store a little better because that used to be really bad mm. on the app but you know they both have new features that are cool as well like the xbox i haven't tested it yet but you can use your phone as a controller i believe with the app oh that's pretty sweet yeah, and then, you know, the PlayStation has their, you know, you can be in PlayStation Party on your phone, which I think is pretty sweet as well. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted a little update on those two apps I've started noticing over my exploration. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool, for sure. Yeah, And it's funny, because I used to get so annoyed in the PlayStation Store when I would look for a game, and it was like, oh, here's all these themes, and here's these avatars popping up. Mm-hmm. And now... Weirdly enough, I had a situation the other day where I was like, I want to look for a theme, and you can't really like filter out themes anymore, at least as far as I have figured mm-hmm. out. So I like wanted to find a Resident Evil theme, typed in Resident Evil, and then all these fucking games and all the DLCs come up, and I'm like scrolling through it, scrolling through it, went through like 200 things, still didn't see themes. I was yeah. like, okay, like, That's I guess. <laughs> so I got to be careful what I wish for, basically. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. And before we get too far off of this, I know we talked about Pat's first game, but I wanted to ask about his, you know, his first streaming experience and how you got into streaming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's that's an interesting uh, experience. Uh, so <laughs> I, I like I I used to come in at work every day, and like a bunch of my colleagues were like asking what was my last crazy trophy hunting adventure and how much time I had spent uh, rerunning that one level for, to get like. 250 headshots in gta 4 or something <laughs> so uh <laughs> yeah so uh one of my colleagues told me uh, said to me like why don't you stream like on twitch i was like what's twitch <laughs> what's streaming like i've never heard about like until november of uh, 2019 i had never heard about twitch or or the, the whole streaming thing because i'm i've always been playing like by myself mm-hmm. like in my little environment i don't I don't usually play multiplayer games either, so I'm, I'm I always concentrate on, on single player stuff. So I started looking into it, and I was like, "Well, okay, that that's that looks like 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 fun." I'm I'm sitting in front of my screen anyways, so might as well like share my my trophy hunting experience with people. Um, I'd been active, and I'm still active on, on uh, some forums like on PSN profiles and uh, PlayStationTrophies.org, like posting there once in a while, and on Facebook. Uh, trophy hunter pages and stuff so i was like well okay so i'm already sharing with people on those uh written uh media so might as well try it out 
Mm -hmm. So um, I started like reading up and seeing what you needed to stream and gathering my my gear. And I'm always as in trophy hunting and everything that I do, I always go like crazy over the top with my uh, <laughs> my my things. So <laughs> I did I didn't want to just stream from console. I wanted to have like that badass setup with the lights and the the overlays and the best camera I could find and everything. So yeah, I bought a new PC. I bought some some lighting gear. Got got uh, the SLR camera, got the Go XLR and the, the Rode Pod mic, and you know all the all the crazy stuff, uh, and started streaming in May of the of 2020 actually. So it's not even a year. Oh wow! Streaming. And Dang. after two months, after two months, I got affiliated. Uh, so that was July 20th. I I got my uh, my affiliation email, and I've been uh, streaming three times a week uh, every time every every day since. Wow, that's uh, awesome. That sounded yeah. weird, though. Three times a week, every time. Ah, since then. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's my French Canadian. I'm thinking in French and speaking in English. It mixes everything up. Hey, I gave. I don't even know. Yeah, that sounds rough. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. So, uh, yeah. So Monday, Wednesdays, and Sundays, and uh, 9:30 Eastern time, and um, I'll do some occasional bonus streams, like I did a 12-hour stream during Christmas time. Yeah, sometimes I'll jump on on Tuesday nights and just uh, do a short hour, or hour and a half stream. And that's at Pat the Trophy Hunter. Exactly. Twitch.tv. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Definitely. And I mean, your setup is really nice, too. And I think it's it's cool what you said about how, like, when you got into it, you're like, I'm going to do it 100%, you know, because I think depending on the, the medium and what you're, like, really trying to do, like, you kind of have to do that to really make an impression. And clearly it worked with like the quick affiliation and stuff too. There's lots of people who been streaming for longer who like just, it doesn't ever end up working out, you know? And I think a lot mm -hmm. of it is like putting it all into the setup and the consistency. I mean, I'm sure you know more than I do, but I would assume that's the biggest thing is like, if you have a schedule, you say you're going to be on Monday, Wednesday, Sunday at this time, then you got to be on it Monday, Wednesday, Sunday at that time. Like, yeah, that's, the, that's the key. The yeah. key is really is really and and again I'm not a big streamer like I stream for five six seven people on average mm -hmm. but it's always you know the people just come keep coming back and sometimes I start my stream and after like a few seconds like I already got messages in the chat and I was like I'm like whoa you guys are quick today and <laughs> they were waiting for me to go live and that's that's how that's how I like it you know I like people jumping in and start talking about everything and anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's very cool. I've definitely jumped in some of your streams and uh, enjoyed them. That's actually how we we ended up meeting. I think. Yeah, you have a really nice setup, and if you don't go for anything else, go for the pineapple uh, drink. <laughs> save up some points, watch some time, save up some points, and uh, uh, <laughs> turn in your turn in your tokens for a uh, hydrate. <laughs> Wait, what is yep. this? Explain this to me. <laughs> yeah, so there's you have channel points on on Switch. So when, when you're watching a streamer, you, you you earn points from just watching them. And I have one of a, and you can exchange that for rewards. So I have a few. Uh, one of them is Hydrate, where I got this pineapple plastic pi plastic pineapple that I got at the dollar store. So whenever someone redeems the Hydrate, I take a sip of water from my pineapple. And <laughs> people like that. That's that pretty funny. funny. <laughs> he's got he's a real nice setup and then right you say so you're watching some big streamer with a you know his setup looks extremely nice and so it's like if you're watching this big giant streamer they they just quick grab their big g4 
fuel thing and shake it or whatever and take their sponsored sip or whatever. Right. That just breaks out this uh, dollar store pineapple. It's a great, uh, <laughs> great mix. Now, is it always water in the pineapple or do you experiment with other liquids? <laughs> so far, it's only water. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, 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 I jumped on stream once after having like half a bottle of wine mm -hmm. and the first half hour was the most awful experience I had in all my life. Oh wow! Like the lights with the lights on you and and the camera and I and you know I stream in English, but like I said, I'm I'm a French Canadian, so my first language is French. I I, I couldn't find my words and I was sweaty and everything. So <laughs> yeah, and yep. not the best experience. No, for sure. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. But people had fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if the viewers enjoyed it, you know, like, that's great. Um, and then you also have sort of a voting system, right, for which games you're going to play next. You want to describe how that kind of works a little bit and how you, what made you, like, kind of go that route? Yeah, so at one point, so I have this big elaborate Excel spreadsheet, which I guess all of you guys have to, <laughs> to, to try and, and figure out which game I'm going to play next. And um, at one point, I was like, okay, I, I'm... I'm tired of, of, of having to figure out what game I'm going to play and what game I'm going to stream. So I, uh, I basically implemented a poll. So people can vote uh, for... So I give five choices out of my backlog. Uh, and people can vote uh, uh, for the, the duration of the current game. So like now I'm playing Uncharted 2. Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to take me about a month to complete, uh, give or take. Uh, so for that month where I'm playing Uncharted 2, people can vote for one of the five games in the list. And when I'm, I complete Uncharted 2, I'm going to play the game that has the most votes. Very nice. So you're allowed... I, I don't like the fact that... Because uh, it's a Twitch, uh, it's a Twitch um, plugin or application or whatever. So extra votes, they, you, you can buy extra votes for five bits, which is five cents, basically. Okay. Uh, I was trying to find a way of making it work with channel points, but it was too complicated and everything. So basically, everyone, every follower has one vote that they can they can use uh, to vote. And after that, if they want to vote multiple times, like I have Twisted Cleaner, which is one of my regular viewers, who just at the very end of the poll usually comes in and drops uh, five bucks and buys 100 votes and chooses the game that he wants. <laughs> <laughs> He's done that twice. That's funny. Yeah. Well, we but might, you we know might what? have to combine and, and overthrow yeah. the king with Twisted Cream yeah. here. Maybe we'll come in, drop some $10 voting stuff in there, and just, pa pa Yeah. Not today. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> yeah. But it's a fun system. It, got, it creates viewer engagement. Uh, you know, people, uh, when, they, uh, when they get to see what they, they voted for, like, makes them feel like they have a say in what. It's kind of a reality show, basically, right? So yeah. you're... you're you're choosing what's going to happen next. And people like that, viewers like that. Yeah, no, that's very cool. cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's why they keep coming back. Exactly. I do I do control what, what games they can choose, though, because I, I limit it to what's on my backlog. And, I, you know, if someone comes in and says, uh, like, play, uh, I don't know, one super hard uh, game Red that I'll never play. Yeah, Red Dead 2. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Uh, so it's not, I, I don't put those on the list. Yep. I still keep a certain level of control on what games I'm, I allow them to vote for. 
Always. No, yeah, I think it's a great idea, and it's, I mean, we've kind of, to some extent, implemented something similar in the Discord, which, if you're a listener to the show and you have not yet joined the Discord community, there are links on the SoundCloud page. Um, highly recommend everyone come and hang out. It's a lot of fun. But um, we have this thing now called the Backlog Picker, where basically you throw up as many selections as you want from your backlog, number them, and then the community can vote on what you're playing next. So we're not as, you know, held to the same standard, obviously, because we're not streaming it and having to show the progression. but uh, I do think it's cool because there's a lot of times where I look at my backlog and I'm like, I'm not really quite sure what I want to play. Like these three or four things are, you know, in there that I want to finish, but I'm not quite sure which one I want to do. And then I get like decision paralysis. So this way it's just like, all right, what do you guys want? Boom, done. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you have to move on. Also, if you're looking for the discord, it's on patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast. And it sends you right into the discord with a role. Absolutely. Right, Pat, your uh, your role got switched right away. That worked. Yep. All yep. Uh, I saw that. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Good shout there, sir. Good shout. So, all right, very good. Um, you know, we wanted to kind of add a few different reoccurring segments to the show, and one of the things that we've done in the past that I thought was a lot of fun was sort of look at newer releases for games and analyze their trophy list because we are all trophy hunters and. Uh, I think we know what we're talking about to some extent with whether or not a list is good. And one of the you know newer releases that we're going to talk about today is Assassin's Creed Valhalla and that trophy list. So obviously when we get towards the end of the end of the year, excuse me, in the beginning of the next year, a lot of game releases slow down. So apologies if there was a game that came out like January 5th that people wanted us to talk about. I, I think really the options were relatively limited around this time so we're dipping back a little bit into november of 2020 take your minds back to that time which was great uh so we're going <laughs> we're going real far back with valhalla was, was that november or, oh well yeah, i see i see <laughs> nice very nice um so i think we've we've all kind of had a chance to to some degree you know look at the list and review it a little bit so does anyone have sort of general thoughts that they want to kick us off with sure I was just, uh, you know, looking at the list, it's 3.5 out of 10 on uh, Power Picks, 120 hours. Uh, But one of our fellow Discord members, Slugger, did it in 98 hours. And he claimed that he wasted a fair amount of time. So maybe not as big of a challenge as it looks, but it's still fairly large. Yeah, it's a huge, huge amount of time. (laughs) And on on the outside, it seems like a very Assassin's Creed list. Just complete everything. But there's like a ton to do. Right. Building settlements, fishing, killing the Orlog, which I'm guessing are like mini bosses. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, miscellaneous combat stuff. But it's just a, uh, sounds like a very big game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's some of the things don't sound so bad at your first like glance, right? Like, so, uh, like, for example, what am I like? Complete all the fly tings. Like, okay, like that's. I don't know how many of those can there be, right? And then you look at like the size of the map and you're like, oh, there's probably a shit ton of those. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like I'm I'm kind of playing through an Assassin's Creed right now. A few other people in the community are playing Assassin's Creed games and it's one of those things where you start it and you might pop a couple trophies, but then you're not going to pop the majority of them for 20, 30, 40 hours in and then you'll start to kind of get another grouping of them to to pop, you know. Yeah, the distribution is skewed, as is typically the case, though. I will say, like, one gold trophy in a game this size seems a little uh, little bunk, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 14 silvers, 
and then 35 bronzes. So I don't know. It just maybe uh, it just seems a little. It's not egregious, right? I'm glad that there's still 14 silvers, and it's not just completely bronzes. But it it does bother me when there's only one gold trophy in games. Yeah, I was gonna bring up a little kind of question with that, but since you since you brought up that subject, you know, I know you're not a fan of bronze trophies. Oh, God. Well, but how about like Souls games mm-hmm. that give you bronzes for those hard ass bosses? But like keep in mind that the game is like that's the game. It's hard. Right. Like that's what the game is, so you get bronze trophies for doing it. So t- to be clear here, I don't you know, just in case we have any bronze trophies out there listening, I don't hate bronze trophies, okay? I <laughs> make <laughs> I want to make that very clear. I just think that there are usually too many of them in trophy lists. Like, I think the distribution is off, you know? Do you really need 35 bronzes? You want to just get rid of some of those trophies? Anyway, so for Souls games, it doesn't ever bother me as much. I don't really have an explanation as to why. But part of it, I would assume, is that most of the time there's multiple endings in those games. So Mm -hmm. there's at least three gold trophies in there as well. And then there's silvers for, like, maxing out all the different paths, such as, like, getting all the sorceries, getting all the pyromancies, Mm -hmm. uh, leveling up your weapon to the highest degree, stuff like that. So the bronzes in the game are not, like, miscellaneous, you know, like, combat-related stuff. It's just, like, when you beat a boss, you're guaranteed to get a trophy, which I do Mm -hmm. like that aspect of it. And, uh, yeah, then beating the game, you know, you have these gold trophies that you can strive for. So personally, it's like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Like for this one, there's 35 bronzes, but that's Assassin's Creed. There's 35 bronzes for picking things up off yep. the ground. Yep. And fishing, and and sliding in the snow. Obviously, sliding in the snow. It's like that kind of. <laughs> you're not doing anything crazy here. Right. That deserves a gold. Right. You're spending a lot of time, I guess, but. Yeah, you know. I would say for quest lines, maybe. And I don't know, and it's hard because I've not actually played this game, but like when I think about Assassin's Creed Origins and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, for example, there typically is a main story path, which I think it would make sense to get a gold at the end of that. But then there's also these sort of like subplots within it. I guess a better example would be like Skyrim, when it's like the Mages Guild, the Thieves Guild, or uh, Dark Brotherhood, stuff like that. And like when getting to the end of those storylines, I would assume should be at least a silver. Um, and then depending on the length and the content that's involved in that storyline, I would mm-hmm. also say that it uh, it deserves a gold trophy. But maybe I'm just being a little bit liberal here. What, what do you guys think, Pat and, yeah. and Daryl? What's your stance on like trophy distributions? Well, I agree with you. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no well, because there's no clear uh, there's no clear uh, rules or directives on how to distribute the trophies. Like a game could have. A hundred bronze trophy, and still fit in the fourteen or fifteen hundred points that they're allowed to to distribute. Mm-hmm. Like it's all it's all up to the developer, and it comes back to the the whole discussion of what should have a plan or not. You know, it, I don't I don't feel like Sony really puts rules saying you need to have this much bronze or this much uh, silver, or to get gold you need to at least have this level of difficulty uh, in your games. So it's really like they can do, the developers could do whatever they want. And mm-hmm. yeah, I say we make a game with a hundred bronzes. That would be great. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be just the afternoon collection all over again. Yeah. Bottom line is the same amount of points as a, as a 
a game with uh, with one plat, uh, two bronze, and just uh, two uh, gold and a bunch of silvers. True, but, yeah. it is true. Yeah, that's my that's my feelings. And you get more pops. Yeah, and, yeah. and I agree but. there. Like that, that's true. You get you know a little bit more satisfaction throughout the experience as you're popping trophies and stuff. So, do you really want a gold for a game you've been itching to play, anyways? Is that the incentive? Sometimes it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like my, my personal trophy distribution is horribly like bad right now. Like I have twenty, almost twenty two hundred bronzes, and then I have mm-hmm. six hundred and sixty silvers, and then two hundred and twenty one golds. So it's like really, like really, really starts to fall off. And I know that's like by design, and that's how the point system works. But it just kind of bothers my brain a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's be like there's so many yeah. of these goddamn bronze trophies, but. Either way, either way. Um, I, I, go ahead. Sorry. I personally don't give any, I, I don't pay any attention to what the trophy is. Like the only ones I do pay attention is, is plats. Mm-hmm. Whatever else is just a trophy, whether it's gold, bronze, or silver, I don't care. A trophy is a trophy. Because, uh, anyways, the, the point system is so, is so irrelevant now that anyone can have a, a like plat in 12 seconds mm-hmm. that I just, I, I just don't consider the, the, the value of the trophy for like the points value. I just consider a trophy as being a trophy, and that's all. That's an interesting that's way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way. Yeah, maybe I need to adopt that thinking. <laughs> <laughs> any um any Another. trophies on the list stand out to you guys? I mean, I know it's it looks to be a typical fare here with this Assassin's Creed list, which is basically, you know, a lot of Ubisoft games, it's a checklist. So hundred percent the map and you're pretty much gonna have the platinum, right? But I do like that they they always throw in some kind of strange sounding ones. So wait, where is it? I just went by it here. Oh my gosh! Twinkle, twinkle, release a firefly in your settlement. Sounds kind of <laughs> interesting. Yeah. No clue how that works. <laughs> Go ahead. This trophy yep. list is pretty creative. If you look at, it. there's quite a few of them that are like references to pop culture. Mm. So like, uh, it's alive. Um, that when I read that, I instantly thought of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking on YouTube on what creating a Yams Viking is. Basically, um, from the impression I got, it's like you're making uh, another Viking in your settlement. Oh. So, yeah, it was pretty cool to see that. And then. Wait, you're making uh, another Viking? I, I'm guessing. Like, like for your settlement? I think it's like an RTS ish uh, attribute where it's like you can. I could be wrong, but it sounds to me like you have barracks and stuff like that, and you can like churn mm-hmm. out more warriors and stuff for your settlement to help you in like uh, raids and stuff gotcha. like that so yeah so, okay, Slugger, so if you're listening uh enlighten us with your knowledge please yeah um we're in the end game now that's a definite reference to avengers end game yep Reaching not the north yep not the north you're looking for <laughs> star wars yep yeah, that was pretty cool. I was like, wait, that sounds so familiar. And, I had to read that a couple of times, actually. And it's a cool um, a cool trophy either way. Like, the description, right? So, successfully passed close to a guard in a distrust area by blending with a group of monks. The thing that I think is cool about that is, first of all, there's monks in the game. So, there's some sort of, like, churches and religious settlements around, which is... I always like that stuff, being a religious studies major. But then, also, um, the fact that it's kind of enforcing you in a small way to try to play the game in a stealthy manner because I know in more recent Assassin's Creed titles, 
you know, you have this option to really just go in and basically treat it like a third-person hack-and-slash game, which I personally don't do. So even when I platinumed Origins, I went pretty much full stealth. So going around and clearing the base, clearing the encampments, and then getting all the loot after I had, like, slowly assassinated everybody. <laughs> so um, I do like that they're pushing that. I mean, it ties in back more to what this the franchise was traditionally all about. I was going to ask you, Colin, because this trophy had one called Overdesigned 2. Mm-hmm. So I had to like do some research because it was a little odd that it was titled that way. Um, there's actually an Overdesigned trophy that's in Assassin's Creed Origins. And Overdesigned 2 is the one that Slugger was talking about, where you have to like kill three hard soldiers without oh. breaking their shields while you're on fire. Yes. Reading that sounds difficult, and then reading the one that's in Origins, this overdesigned trophy, that sounds tough too. Where you have to kill a poison level 35 enemy with a torch in less than 30 seconds. So <laughs> I want to see how that compares because the the level the the number of people that got both trophies is a, there's a wide disparity. There's like 6.4 percent have the tr- overdesigned trophy from Origins. Yep. But only 0.8% have the overdesigned 2 in Valhalla. So I'm a little curious why that's so wide. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, so the overdesigned trophy, from, from my memory, I'm, I just pulled it up again on the app. Yeah, basically what you did is there was certain skill sets and darts that you could craft in typical Assassin's Creed fa- uh, fashion to be able to poison enemies and their health would like slowly tick down over time. So for the overdesign one, all it was was like getting your gear and your darts and stuff up to a certain degree with your skills that they were strong, going to an area that had, because um, these newer games have like level gates in the different regions. So finding a strong enough enemy, poisoning him over and over until his health is quite low. And then when they're about to die, you just run up and hit him with the torch. So you're actually landing the killing blow with the torch while they're poisoned and so it wasn't really that tough other than like just thinking of like how you were going to execute it right but the one on the valhalla list i think is way tougher just because it's three enemies and according to slugger who was like trying to get it when we were in chat with him at one point uh the area that you have to do this in the enemies are really really high level and so you end up like putting yourself at risk and you can die relatively easily does that make that sense? does sound tough. Yeah. 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 I mean, I like that they brought it back as a homage to the first trophy because this is the same development studio. Um, the middle game, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, was made by a different team, but Origins and Valhalla are the same team. It kind of makes sense that they would bring it back in some ways. I wonder if their idea is to just keep running with this title and just make it progressively harder for every game. That would be cool. My guess with the, how far apart it is is the... Uh, some of it comes from Valhalla being being newer. Yeah, that's true. True. That's it. I mean, even on uh, PSN profiles, it looks like you know, there's the complete the prologue trophy, which is at a 98-ish percent completion, but then like leaving Norway is, is already a drop off of 17-18%. So the next trophy down in the story is like like a pretty big drop off that always interests me is like you know where are people leaving the game and what are they where are they getting stuck at or whatever and then the drop from leaving norway to completing essentially the first story related trophy after that it looks like another drop of like i don't know 17 percent 
So it's the game is like steadily losing people at that point. And then once you get to like the second and the third mission, the drop off is much less. Does that make sense? Exploring mm-hmm. the unknown is scary sometimes. What what's up? Is that a trophy or are you just saying that? No. <laughs> like back in the day, you know, these guys were uh exploring. They didn't know what was out there. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing that's probably the same with uh gamers nowadays. They're like, Oh, okay, we're gonna venture out into the world. Oh wow, the world's this big, I don't wanna play it no more. <laughs> yeah, it's it can definitely be a, a deterrent if you're not like in the mood or if you don't have the right amount of free time. I mean, like a game like this, Pat, for you to complete with your streaming schedule would take like months, right? Like, yeah, uh, streaming six hours, about six hours a week. Uh, say that's 30 some, yeah, no, not 30 a week, 20, 20 weeks. Yeah, it's just like, it's, uh, it's assuming 120 hours. If yeah, all the guides there. No, it's yep. wild. I know. Like, so I usually get kind of deterred from playing these types of games as well because I can either play Assassin's Creed Valhalla or I can play like five other games. <laughs> so most of the time, especially when, when we think about in terms of like having, you know, we want to have content to talk about on the show and I want to have trophy lists to discuss on the show. Like, I don't want to just be coming back six weeks, eight weeks in a row and being like, yep, so I'm still playing Valhalla. And, uh, you know, today I killed an enemy from a horse, <laughs> so I got a bronze trophy for that. Like, yeah, it's just, uh, the progression is quite slow, so. Hands down, the best trophy on this list is Row Rage. Whoever came up with that, give yourself a, a round of applause. <laughs> yep. Can you imagine just nowadays people crashing in- into each other, but instead of driving cars, they're driving boats? <laughs> yeah, they're going hard. Yeah. <laughs> they're going uh, real hard that's a great title i do like, I like the, the boat combat go ahead i like that it's not a bug it's a feature <laughs> oh that's a good one too <laughs> mm-hmm. i guess it's very fitting for this game too because in the game there's these anomalies and like they've been introduced throughout the series but you know apparently that's a common catchphrase but i'm hearing it for the very first time today yeah it sounds familiar to me but i don't know like where i've like heard it before Seems like a meme, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the seahorse one. Swim a total of three kilometers with the horse. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. The, the, I do like the color palette and the artwork on the trophies as well. Like, obviously, when you get up towards the top of the list where it's just, like, the story ones and it's just, like, a different number, basically a different Norse number. Like, those are kind of boring, but I get it. Um, but a lot of the, like, specific trophies other than that, the picture is pretty cool. And uh, Assassin's Creed Origins had really nice, like, trophy artwork as well. Give a little shout-out there. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> not a fan? Uh, no. Nah. That's all right. We can agree to disagree, <laughs> sir. Exactly. Yep. But, yeah, overall, I think the list is... I don't think the, I, the list is bad. I think it's a good list. It's just whether or not this type of game is going to jive with you, you know? But if you like open-world games and you like Assassin's Creed games um, and you have a lot of free time, it looks like a pretty solid list. Mm-hmm. All right, good, good stuff. So hopefully people enjoy that. We're going to try to do that more. I think it's a good idea to like just kind of take stock of what's coming out, what's going on in terms of trophy lists, how they're developing. So as 2021 goes on, we will uh, continue to review trophy lists and sort of go over basic thoughts on them. And yeah, if you guys have any questions or if you have any comments about the list, because I know a few people have played it, you know, feel free to leave a comment 
on iTunes, or you can message us on Discord, or you can leave a comment on SoundCloud, whatever works, even on Patreon if you're a Patreon supporter. So, yeah, love to hear some feedback on that. All right, so with that, we're going to get into uh, what we've been playing. Yeah, we don't, I don't know, does anyone have a strong urge to sort of go first and update us on your, your progress? I'll go first. All right. Paul Simone guy. Yep. <laughs> uh, I platinum Darksiders 2 last night. Hey. That's number 35 for me. And the first for 2021. Nice. Congrats, sir. Yeah. Uh, great game. I absolutely love this game. I am still going to play because it, it does have some DLCs. There's no trophies for the DLCs, but what? I just want to play them because they might add some context to like maybe Darksiders 3 or Genesis. So I don't want to miss out on that. I could always watch a video, but since I like this game a lot, I'm just going to spend a little bit more time on it. Yeah, that's cool. I will recommend if anyone does decide to play this game, if you don't really care for like spoilers, you just want to get trophies in the platinum, pull up a guide. The amount of backtracking I had to do on this game was absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I, that, that, that was my gripe for Darksiders 1, but it, it was just way worse on this game. The, the level designs are beautiful, but they're also very intricate. It was hard to tell where you had to go to find this collectible. Yeah, there's just times where I was like getting a massive headache because I couldn't figure out where this collectible was. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it was very annoying. But overall, great game. I didn't like the fact that I had to play this game a second time just because I was capped at level 22 on my first playthrough. Oh, what do you um, mean? Does it cap you off when you get, reach the end of the story? You can't level up anymore? Is that how it works? Yeah, so, like, you can only... Like, once you hit level 22, you can't level up anymore after that. Oh, you have I to see. play a second playthrough. Yep. And yeah, there's a trophy where you have to get to level 30. So, yeah, I had to play nearly more than half the game just to reach level 30. Oh, dang. Yeah, luckily I had to play on... I scaled the level down to easy so i was breezing through the game a whole lot quicker um i think i was like close to beating the game in like three days compared to like taking months to beat it on the uh, definitive mode mm -hmm. but um yeah I, I beat the game um very excited i can move on and potentially play dark souls today for the very first time again. oh oh my gosh i cannot wait to hear yeah. about this yeah, I'm now that I got internet and platinum Darksiders 2, you know, I'm thinking of streaming today, so uh keep an eye out. Well, you'll be like, well, this episode will be released a, a day later, but maybe you'll see me streaming on Saturday. There you go. Hell yeah. And for the Discord community night tonight, you can just be jamming on that, you know? Yeah, hear me rage like, oh, I can't get past this very first boss. <laughs> <laughs> I think the community is used to hearing rage in our uh <laughs> <laughs> in our play sessions uh a, a, a certain eli might be known for for just that, that as well what that? <laughs> cool it does kind of it's a little weird to me that the dlcs don't have uh trophies for that game but Dar uh dark souls 3 did something similar where there was two different dlcs the the ring city and then ashes of ariandel and the first one ashes of ariandel did not have trophies so i had just beaten the game uh, for the second time, and I was like, cool, I'm going to get some more trophies in this. 
bought the DLC without researching it like an idiot. And then, you know, once I realized it, I was like, all right, well, that's kind of lame. And this DLC is incredibly hard. So I just noped out of that real quick. But it is weird when games do that. That's an odd one. I never even really heard of that before. Didn't know that was a thing. Only Daryl would have that happen. (laughs) (laughs) I was surprised it didn't happen to you. Yeah, well, it'd be glitch. If it had a trophy, it'd be glitched. That would be my experience. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You wouldn't know all about glitches, Colin. That's my jam, dude. My jam. (laughs) Got an update for you on that glitch soon, so don't worry. Yeah, I'll hand it over to you. That's all I got, brother. All right. Very good. Well, congratulations, though, on Darksiders 2. That's great. Um, You're slowly getting your way through that, that franchise, so pretty exciting. And uh, yeah, so I've been playing um, a backlog picker game. We talked about that a bit earlier in the show. Had the community vote on a few different choices for my next, you know, game after Resident Evil and Miles. And uh, it was voted that I would be playing Assassin's Creed Rogue. So I'm playing a old or older, I should say, Assassin's Creed. It's more traditional in how it's structured and how the mission design is laid out. And uh, the collectibles are a little bit more in line with something like Black Flag and Assassin's Creed 3. So it's very much from that era. And uh, I missed this game entirely when I was playing Assassin's Creed more frequently back in the day because it came out for 360 and PS3 around the same time that Unity did on the Xbox One and PS4. So everyone was focused on Unity and the sort of next-gen Assassin's Creed game. And this one got left in the dust a bit. But uh, they did re-release it as a remastered version of the game. Uh, I think in 2016 or 2017, and I did pick it up back then and then just didn't really touch it for years. So it's been a lot of fun to get back into that franchise and sort of rediscover what I liked about it from back in the day, Um, doing a lot of naval combat, you know, basically landing my ship at a random island in the North Atlantic and running around, clearing out all the collectibles, uh, trying to, you know, go towards these specific combat trophies and I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. I'm going kind of slow, but uh, in terms of trophy pops, but like we said earlier, everything tends to pop in groupings with uh, Assassin's Creed. So I'm at 20% right now. I expect that to jump up pretty quick once I uh, put a few more hours into it. But I have been steadily drawn away by Diablo 3. It's just been kind of gnawing at me and making me want to go and just keep grinding out these bounties with different characters um, and get these sort of like bigger grinds finished for the game. So I started doing my fifth character now, which is pretty cool. And that one is level 59 out of 70. And then my very last character on hardcore mode, I've also started and that's at level 18. So I'm pretty close to, to getting to the point where like, I'll have a lot of those in game trophies popping and getting that platinum. So that's a lot of fun. We've talked a lot about Diablo 3 in the past, though, so I don't have too much more to add there. And um, then the other thing that I thought was pretty good was uh, I actually got my Platinum in Rogue Company, finally. So, finally. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, it was glitched for, like, almost two months for me, basically. And Yeah, yeah so what happened is they patched the game, and they're like, okay, now your trophy or your rogue wins are going to start counting for all the rogues that you've unlocked. But it turns out that it only counts for new rogues that you've purchased. So even though I had 10 rogues that I had wins with and you only need eight, I'd already gotten wins with them in the past. So it didn't count any of them and getting wins on them again, did nothing. So I bit the bullet 
as much as it bothers me, and I said, I'm going to spend $10 on this game because I haven't put any money into it yet, and I did play it for like 60 hours, and mm-hmm. I'm going to get some currency, buy a new rogue right now, and then just get the win. So I bought Talon, got the win, and uh, yeah, basically the trophy popped last night, and the platinum popped, so it's a .0, 0.8% platinum which is pretty wow. rare. I mean, it's glitched as fuck, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I did... So, but that is my first Platinum of 2021 as well, actually, because Miles and Resident Evil were both late in 2020. That's my first 2021 Plat, and it is also my 40th Platinum. Very nice milestone. Yeah. Complicated milestone. Because yeah. they had a glitch trophy, and then they patched it, and it was still fucked. I know. It just... <laughs> I, was, I was livid last night. When I got home from work, and I was like, okay... Like, I don't really want to play Rogue Company at all, but I want to delete this shit off my console. So I'm going to turn it on. I got a win with Chalk. Didn't pop. Got a win with Lancer. Didn't pop. <laughs> got a win with Seagrid. Didn't pop. Yeah, and it's just like, God damn it. <laughs> so anyway, that's, uh, that's the, the journey there with Roco. It's pretty good. Yeah, it must feel excellent Yeah, to not have to have that on your system anymore because a lot of us have... Uh dropped off i think uh banana deleted it he gave up yep and uh which was a smart choice in my opinion yeah i think so because <laughs> like well the 100 wins and the eight uh characters is a bit of a grind so you get way over your 24 hours in a party to get that trophy oh absolutely like you said you had what 60 hours in the game yeah, like, yeah. you might as well play assassin's creed valhalla at that point you know <laughs> Yeah, and I will say, again, it is a fun game if you're winning and if you're playing in a team of four. But if you're Mm -hmm. losing consistently or, like, things aren't going well for you, I mean, it's a multiplayer competitive game. So you can imagine the frustration just builds loss after loss after loss, and eventually you're just like, fuck this. So you best Mm -hmm. believe when that trophy popped, I immediately dashboard, close app, delete. (laughs) It's like I was like, I'm out. I'm not dealing with this anymore. So, yeah, fuck Rogue Company. Um, (laughs) Yeah, what about about you, Eli? What have you been playing? Uh, so I've been exploring the the PC space a little bit, and uh, I've been playing Godfall, actually. I kind of broke my rule. I wanted to play this game, so uh, it was on sale. So I think I got it for like 40 bucks on Ooh. Epic Games. A good deal. Uh, and Epic Games has achievements. Oh, Did no. not know that. <laughs> and, I, and I have four in Godfall <laughs> for picking things up and pairing attacks. I've only played about like six hours. And I do enjoy it quite a bit, but not a ton, I guess. It's you, fun to jump yeah. in and swing swords and slay lords. Oh, nice. A little, rhyme, a, a little rhyme right there. <laughs> Is that your next rap, rap video? video? <laughs> it's the one I just put out on Hellpoint. <laughs> uh, so check that out on YouTube, Narshare13. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think, it's, I think it's a decent introduction to like mouse and keyboard controls for a game like this, like better than Souls, where like you kind of got to be pretty precise. Uh, you have a little more leeway, but there is like timing and combos and stuff like that. Sure. And at first, the weird thing that really threw me off was that like the enemies didn't seem to appear to like load in all at once. It seemed like more with your progression. And oh, that's uh, weird. yeah, it was it was really bothering me with like the level progression because like I didn't know where I'd been and what I've cleared because I'd come back and then like new enemies would be spawned in. 
because like the way I play games, I don't just like, oh, there's the next marker, the objective marker. I'm going to run over there. I like, oh, where's the objective marker? Okay, turn the other way and go that way and make sure I get everything first. Yep. And uh, the first level in this did not like placate to that at all. It was pretty confusing. Does it feel um, like a next gen title to you? I mean, this was like one of the first next gen games we were shown even before the PS5 came out. Yeah, I was pretty excited for it back then. It's not what I really wanted. Just because I like the hacking and slashing and it feels like it's a little more a little more like a fighting game, like a mix of like fighting and souls kind of where you're doing combos and uh and really like paying attention to techniques they even have like the techniques in the game i don't know what the technique is or the soul shatter there's like these different effects that you can pull off and um i was looking for more like mindless fun yeah and it's i think they tried a little too hard on that as far as next gen goes i guess they it's next gen definitely as far as graphics are concerned it runs my gpu at 100 percent and around it's like 70 degrees celsius which is fairly warm i mean i don't want to be pushing it up to like 80 then you're kind of getting dangerous damn that's crazy um yeah so um i do i think i have it on like the epic settings high settings so um but i have a if anybody's wondering i have the 1660 ti so it's running that i can get 60 frames plus but yeah it's it's running Running hot. Well, shit. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy then. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to 100% this game because it's like a lot of them are like, oh, do 100 soul shatter enemies or whatever. Pull off 100 of this technique and that technique. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just going and swinging my sword around, you know? <laughs> and I don't know if it's a mouse and keyboard thing, but the lock-on system seems really odd and i have trouble with that and the camera with that is wonky at times and i get lost and frustrated um so i just try to not lock on and then and then you do like a lunging attack and you lunge way past the enemy and it's like okay okay this this is not what i wanted at all (laughs) you know but it's fun i'm having a good time it's beautiful that's for sure and like you know all the little things like the sound and the effects are really cool yeah, I'm just trying to build my guy up more to just swinging around. No slow hammers for me. Yeah, just no, like I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. And I got two pretty good. I got like a really good sword, like a purple sword. As the rarity goes up, it's the highest I've seen yet. And it's okay. got high DPS. And then I also got a ring that makes my long swords more damaging. So I don't know if I got lucky or what, but I'm just kind of like walking through stuff at this point. And then when I do pull off some of those, I don't know what I'm doing. And I like... When I was fighting a boss the other night, I like shit my pants and was like, okay, press these buttons. These are like the fancy ones. And then like the next thing I knew he was dead. I was like, I don't, I don't know what I did, but uh, cool. <laughs> On to the next, I guess. Yeah. I didn't really understand it. I'm not understanding it fully, I guess. Hmm. Uh, but it's fun. That's cool. I mean, it is technically a uh, PS5 game in some ways. So it's good. You're getting some exposure to uh, what a next gen title is like. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. And, uh, yeah, other next. Well, I guess it's not next gen, but it was very popular. I've been playing Hades still a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's a lot more fun if you use a controller. I was yeah, suggested you don't, by you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I was suggested by Banana and Luke Hop in the Discord 
to get a controller and boy did that change things even the game i told me i was a dumbass for not using a controller when i signed on when i had a controller and i signed on it's like recommended note please use a controller like yeah i was like oh okay so yeah that that got me to the second boss um didn't beat the boss a little ridiculous yeah but a few more upgrades i should be able to keep plowing through that one it's uh it's weird to me that game is not on ps4 or xbox like yeah why is it on pc and switch like the that combo is very strange especially yeah. because super giant is not known for making like switch exclusives at any point like bastion what is it called transistor fucking uh rhyme i believe was another one they did like they're uh, they've all been out on playstation consoles so i don't know mm-hmm. it's just kind of strange i'm waiting for it, it to all. come to playstation because it does look fun but yeah. i don't want to play it on pc and i definitely don't want to play it on switch so i will i will say the achievements are pretty hard if you don't want to replay a game this is not the game for you well it's a roguelite it's like, right the, it's all designed around replaying it right but i think so once you get out like you're basically your hades son or something and you're escaping your room <laughs> okay so yeah so like when you i think there's three bosses from looking at the list if i remember correctly and then you you escape and you have to to like i think the full end game is like escaping 10 times Oh, so, wow. so you have to beat it yeah. 10 times basically yeah and there's other little things i didn't like the achievements i didn't really understand fully yet um i may be able to update later but there's a lot of like multiples of things just the one that i knew was like escaping 10 times basically yeah so yeah there's there might be more than that like i don't know if that takes you to a new a new realm or a new challenge to beat i'm sure um hmm. I don't know enough yet on that. So there is a speed run from the most recent uh, Game Sun Quick of Hades. So if you want to look at it, mm. you can. Interesting. Yeah. Like the the OP strategy just die a bunch of times to get stuff. I'm sure. I don't I know. Wonder, I think they're playing they on a file it. with all the stuff already. If I remember. Correctly. Oh. Wow. Like they've already beaten it, so they have like everything unlocked, and then they just like go through it. Mm, that's not a speed run, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be careful with this. Yeah. Like this speed run is just to get out once, maybe not like mm-hmm. beat it 10 times or whatever yeah i don't know yeah. there's probably some some category subcategories in those oh exactly uh, i'm sure runs, there's like a know? speed run that's like new game file versus mm-hmm. like new game plus file or whatever yeah mm-hmm. nice well a couple yeah. of pc games though that's that's exciting you're definitely diving into that wholeheartedly yeah there. and the game pass i got that double kick heroes has been a blast it's just oh, a little yeah, yeah guitar hero uh you know, type game. I guess they call those rhythm games. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's uh, it's free on Game Pass, and it's just metal music, which I like. And they feel like spoofs on big name metal bands. Not a lot of them are coming to mind right now, but I know some of them were like, one of them had Steen in it, like Ramstein, and they did uh, some some other one, like Pig Destroyer or something like that. They do some spin off of the names. It's pretty funny. Well, shit. Oh. But the twist of the game is that you're running from monsters that took over the world, and your music shoots guns to the beat. Oh. So you're, zomb- you're zombie slaying while you're doing it. That's kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. So the screen is like split at top and bottom, and the bottom is like your song with like the. What do you call that? 
not the metronome, but like <laughs> the notes, basically, or like the beat. I don't know. The, it, oh yeah, notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, the uh, notes. notes. And so, <laughs> but yeah, so then uh, the top is like you know your car is side scrolling, destroying all the monstrosities that come before your escape. So it's pretty cool. Very nice. Nice. And uh, on the zombie metal stuff, Killing Floor 2, still going strong, trying to get the 280 achievements on Steam. Jesus Christ. After you already have the Platinum on PS4. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's wild. (laughs) I have 54 of them. And they they pretty much pop, like, every time you play uh, because they have everything broken out, broken down, like, basically as far as you can go. Like, beat every map on every difficulty and get every collectible is like each map has its own trophy each map on every difficulty has its own achievement i should say and then like all the different perks like reach each perk to level 5 10 15 20 25 have an achievement uh whereas on playstation it's just one it's like beat one match on hell on earth get one perk to level 25 so it's basically the same grind, I would say, uh, almost, besides doing all the levels on all the difficulties. Yeah. Um, and I guess the perk's getting up there, but you get you get a trophy for even just beating a level with that certain perk. So they're pretty, pretty generous with the achievements. It's not like they're super grindy. Uh, all of, not the 280 are all super grindy, you know? Just yeah, it'll kind of come naturally across the yeah. course of play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, 54, that's more than Valhalla had. <laughs> and I've only played, like, I don't know, six or seven hours total so far. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a good point. So, it's just a different scale. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, the Killing Floor 2 saga continues. It will always continue, it's sir. It's never-ending <laughs> until Killing Floor 3. <laughs> yeah, which has been rumored. I oh. saw some oh, videos <laughs> of the devs. They do usually do, like, a play with stream or something. And like people play with the devs, I think. And during one of them, I think last year's, they kind of alluded to that. The community, like they they do updates and stuff, but the community's typically not happy with any of the updates. So it's kind of odd. They're team supportive, but not to what people want. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that's because they're working very hard on Killing Floor Three because that was alluded to in their little in their uh, their little session. We shall see. Yeah, I would be surprised if they didn't end up coming out with it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm sure we'll hear something more ac- across the course of uh of this year. So mm-hmm. nice. And then the last PC game I've been playing, I got to shout this out: is Death Squared. It's on Game Pass for free, and if you have a buddy uh, that you can work well with. This I recommend this a lot because it's a puzzle game and you have like working together is a giant factor in it. So me and my son have been playing it, oh, and nice. it's it's pretty fun. It's a blast. We're just having like arcadey fun. Um, it's, you're it's, like these uh, two little. Go ahead. You're, you're these two little cubes, and you have to get each cube to its like light up block, and then to its go- like endpoint. I guess. Hmm. How do I describe this? like it's almost like the tomb raider go games i guess but you have more control you're just sliding around on this like 
isometric looking platform like in that camera angle Mm -hmm. and there's there's just obstacles in the way for you like spikes some some uh tiles you roll over have spikes or um there's lasers across it and one person is blue and one person is red. So like the blue person can block the blue beams and the red person can block the red beams. So you have to work together to get around those. And there's like invisible tiles and, you know, each person can step on the different ones. I don't know. You just check it out. It's it's free on Game Pass. Death Squared. Uh, yeah, I'm having trouble describing it. So just check it out. Just fucking look at it. Okay. Just, just, go, look, just at go look at it. All it's gonna take. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice, nice there. Very good. Well, then, that, oh, go, oh, I still have been playing PS4. <laughs> if you've all been wondering, did some. Uh, finally started the what are they called? Bounties on Diablo Three. I finished the campaign uh, with the DLC. Whether that's DLC after that, so many years or not, it's basically the main game. Yeah, the Reaper of Souls. Yeah, and you were right, Colin. All the bosses were very easy. Yep. But that last one, Malthael, Malthael, mm-hmm. he's a he's a tough cookie. I know. You know? I don't understand. It's like it jumps up pretty pretty good there. Yeah, I think that was the first time I used a potion on purpose. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, starting the bounties with you and Slugger last night was a was a grand old time. A bit yeah. confusing at first, I will say. Like I was lost, and your guys are just plowing through it, and I'm like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? Like where are you what do you do you're then you're halfway across the map and i'm just like walking and i have to walk behind you guys and pick up all the loot yep it's just part of the you know we've done a lot more grinding on the bounties so for me at this point like i have like 320 out of the 500 done so i'm just like let's go do one on to the next one on to the next one on to the next one like i'm not even stopping to look at loot and shit anymore because it doesn't really even matter <laughs> mm-hmm. there's not a point in grinding out the end game because there's no other dlc or like harder campaign for me to play so it's really just like all right i'm just going to do these simultaneously level up my characters and then not worry about it you know mm-hmm. but, yeah as far as as confusing as it was at first that the xp and the loot was a hoot like oh, I, that was, it was great oh yeah it was great i, I went up from level 18 to 59 last night in like a little less than two and a half hours so yeah it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah i got i got 27 done in the in the same you know a little over two hours Yep, and I got I got my first character to seventy. Let's go. That's a trophy. There you go. Yeah, I got a bunch of trophies. I got my um my jeweler and my blacksmith up to level twelve. Both of them. I got the first the riff under fifteen minutes. Got my guy to level seventy. Yeah, trophies, loot, XP. I mean, what more can you ask for? Killing it. But yeah, so uh, out of all those games, I think I'm I'm done now. That's that's what I've been playing. <laughs> that's a lot of updates. Not so much on the PS4 side, but you have been jamming out on a lot of stuff, which is good. Which yeah, is good. super busy. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. So we did um, as part of our Patreon launch. We you know have different tiers that you can sign up for. I would encourage everyone if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the content, uh, please go check out the Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash Trophy Talk Podcast, and take a look at the tiers there. But part of the benefits that we've uh, put in place is that if you're a gold or platinum supporter, you get to ask a question to be read on the show. So we do have a a two-part question here that we're going to split, actually, and we're just going to do one part of it. Um, So this question comes to us from the illustrious Gary Cooper on Patreon. And uh, basically, I will read you the question here. We can discuss. So 
what got each of you into gaming and eventually into trophy hunting? So we're going to split that into two, actually. Um, so two separate instances, two different questions. But we'll go with the what game got us into trophy hunting. We talked a little bit about this earlier, but just to kind of reiterate. Uh, so who wants to start on that one? I went first earlier, so I'll go first again. That's right. That's right. Step up to the plate. Um, <laughs> I will say that the f- game that got me into trophy, hunt- trophy hunting was Portal Knights. Oh, God. What? Yep. Portal Knights. You know, I know you guys love this game as much as I do, <laughs> but this was the one to really kick it off for me. And... um. It's strange, too, because I do have Platinums before this game. Mm-hmm. I've Platted Spider-Man, Walking Dead, A New Frontier, and Game of Thrones. But none of those were really... Um, they didn't really kind of set me down this path of trophy hunting. Yeah. And, you know, once we kind of came up with the race, that's where it really started to um, kind of resonate with me. And like, oh, this is a really cool hobby to have. Um, so yeah, that was really the game that kind of set it off for me. Uh, racing that game with you guys was fun, and then it kind of just became a thing afterwards. Yeah, that is an interesting answer, but I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like that, that does make sense that it would kick off at that point for you. So yeah, because like right after Portal Knights, it's just nothing but plats, hundred <laughs> percent after that game. And then when you look at the list before it, two percent. 40 percent the numbers are all over the place yep no mine was kind of around the same time uh a little bit before but they all had to do with our place of work um and i did we did talk about this uh me and colin on the first episode that was a long time ago yeah over a year or almost a year ago at this point it's crazy yeah Mm -hmm. but mine was my first plat that got me into it was shadow of mordor I had played it a bunch in 2015-ish when I got the PS4, and then I didn't play for a long time. And I finally got back into it, and, you know, I forget how it got brought up. I guess I had said I had played this a bunch, and I don't know if you spied on me yeah, or I what. I, but you on you. I, looked at, I, looked at, I looked at your profile. It's like, dude, this guy's so close. Just get the platinum. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, you need, like, two things. Why don't you just go get it? So uh i i got it and it was like it was such a rush i remember that i was like standing up jumping up and down in front of the tv so i finally <laughs> slayed those flaming berserkers which actually reminds me of like that valhalla trophy there you go um <laughs> but yeah that was that was the big kickoff for me thanks to colin that's right that's how i do it <laughs> mm-hmm. and then that was what was that was august 2019 and that's when then we did our uh oh, i got the order 18 oh, 2018 okay yep yeah and then i did the order 1886 and we did our um our disney afternoon collection race yep and then after that was uh the end of that year is when we started the trophy race for portal nights yep so right around the same time yeah it's true it's a good point funny how it all works out you know mm-hmm. <laughs> What about you, Where's Pat? The... What was the, what was your first game that got you into trophy hunting? You talked a little bit about it earlier, but any one title jump out to you? When I started playing on the PS4, uh, it's not really a title per se. It's just that 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 time where I like started playing on PS4 and I started to want like all the games on PS4 100 percent complete. So that was um, the Last of Us, um, The Walking Dead on 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 PS4. Nice. Yeah, it's funny. Like. 
I'm, I've been looking at my list a little bit more today and looking back at it, I had five Platinums that I got from Telltale Games before the game that I would say got me into trophy hunting, which was Assassin's Creed Origins. So yeah, I had five games from the Telltale series that I got Plats in on PS4. Then I got my Assassin's Creed Origins Platinum and that really kicked it off for me where I was like, oh, I can do this with like larger titles. And so for me, that was in March of 2018. Uh, before that, I mean, I've played a lot of games. I got my PlayStation in 2016, but I just didn't really look at trophies that much. Um, yeah, that's like, it's the same year. Yeah, so 2018, and then Daryl was like early 2019. So yeah, he started bugging me in August. Yeah, <laughs> and then we we both started bugging Daryl. <laughs> my first, my very first trophies are back in September of 2009. Dang! Oh wow, Ooh, far back. Godfather Two. That's wild. But I didn't really care about trophies. Until like six years later. Yeah. It took a while for it to set in. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank you for the question, Gary. Much appreciated. We'll answer part two on the, uh, the next episode. And, you know, as a reminder, if you're a gold or platinum Patreon supporter, you do get to submit questions for us to read aloud and answer on the show. So, yeah, yeah go ahead and I would, check it out. I would also mention they, do, they don't have to be trophy or game related. You can ask uh, any kind of wacky question like we typically do in the beginning correct yep uh so bring it on exactly <laughs> and speaking of patreon again one of the other tiers uh that we have down the the silver tier and up basically you know we want to give a special shout out to everyone who has supported us thus far on patreon so we're going to go ahead and do a little uh little listeroo reading and um yeah so you know we probably should have get discussed you guys want to switch off or do you, should I, you want me to read all of the the ones that are there how do you want to do it I'd say go for it. You can, you can go for it. All right. Sounds good. I'm going to go for it. So on Patreon, I'm going to give a special uh, shout out and thank you to Gary Cooper, to Lu Cao or Lu Chow. I apologize if I am mispronouncing that. To Pat the Trophy Hunter, of course, who is here with us today, and to Slugger. So thank you all very much for your support of the show. You know, it really means a lot that you guys find the content worthwhile enough to support us, and uh, we really appreciate it. So thank you guys so, so much. Thank you very much, everybody. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, and the the gold and the platinum supporters will see their their merch soon enough, right? Exactly, exactly. We all and we know that's why you're here. You want the merch. We understand. <laughs> <laughs> stickers and the coffee mugs. Yep. All right. So I think that about does it for us today. Where can the people find you guys at? Give let's give a little uh, socials plug here. You know, where do you where do people want to go to look at your content? That kind of stuff. We've talked a lot about where you can find us at soundcloud.com slash trophy talk podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. It's Trophy Talk Podcast and then Patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast. And teespring.com forward slash trophy talk podcast. That's right. Get that merch going. And you get a little shout out in the Discord too if you get something there. Absolutely. But yeah, where can the people find you at? The tall Samoan guy on Instagram and Twitch. Maybe I'll stream some Dark Souls on Saturday. So check in. Hell yeah. And I'm Narshutter131D on Instagram and YouTube primarily. Uh, I am on Twitter and Twitch, but those those platforms are kind of taking a break for me. So uh, check it out on Instagram and YouTube. I got that new Hellpoint wrap out. It's a slap, sinister slap. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I want to give a special thank you one more time to Pat the Trophy Hunter. You've been a, a great addition to the show today, so thank you for joining us. And everyone, please be sure to check out his stream on Twitch and uh, vote, vote on his games. You know, make his life 
difficult with his next game. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for being here. All right, that's gonna... some... go ahead. Throw some bits in to overtake the twisted cleaner. Yes, <laughs> it's a goal. I'm gonna I'm gonna work towards that goal as well. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks so much, guys, for uh, for listening. We hope everyone has a great afternoon, morning, day, whenever you're listening to this. Happy gaming, happy trophy hunting, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Deuce.